What is up, everyone, to another episode of the SVT show here. I am with my guys. Well, actually, we're down a guy. So I guess I'm with my guy and my ones and twos, uh, Vince and Tim. How are you guys doing today? All good, man, over here. Yeah, I'm doing great. Let's do it. Sam's over here being an adult, and he bought a house. So that's cool. Yeah, Um, he's he's doing grown man shit right now while we're being idiots talking about sports. (laughs) <laughs> no, uh, congratulations to to sam and, and uh buying a house that's, that's a big thing especially living in the bay area um i'm pretty sure that i'll be living with rent for the next like foreseeable future so um yeah man big steps big steps good for big him steps. absolutely and we're recording at your house next so i i would agree with that and yeah. he's providing the beer too that's and the right. beer yeah yeah <laughs> i'll throw a five ski down for some pizza <laughs> <laughs> well let's just get into it uh vince I know that we do the same thing every week, so let's repeat it again, Pinky in the Brain style. What are the NFL scores that we had going on this past week? All right. So on Thursday, October 13th, Washington beat Chicago 12-7 to in another really obnoxiously boring uh, game. We'll talk a little bit more about that coming up. Uh, we turned to Sunday scores. We had Minnesota over Miami 24-16. The Jets... They keep winning 27-10 over Green Bay, so that is a significant win. Uh, Cincinnati uh, squeaks by New Orleans 30-26. to Pittsburgh outlasts Tampa Bay 20-18. to New England over Cleveland 38-15. The Giants are 5-1. and they, go, they win over Baltimore 24-20. Indianapolis beat Jacksonville 34-27. Good for them to finally beat Jacksonville. I know that's a struggle for the Colts and basically only the Colts. <laughs> Seattle beat Arizona 19 to 9. The Rams beat Carolina 24-10. Buffalo over Kansas City 24-20 in a very exciting game. And now it's time to talk our teams. Tyler, you've been going first before, um but my game happened first, so I'm going to rant first. How does that sound? Yeah, sounds good to me. I'm right. just going to be celebratory anyways. All right. So, yeah, the Niners took an absolute shit in Atlanta. They fell 28-14 to the Falcons. And Yikes. I, I mean, I just I, I look I was watching the game and I was just I, the, what I was worried about the floor, Jimmy Garoppolo's floor as a as a quarterback. Um, Obviously, his ceiling, he's a very competent, good quarterback who can get get wins done but when he's not playing well this offense just looked inept um for most of the game and it was it was rough because the defense showed up i mean uh, atlanta scored 28 points but they uh but one of those touchdowns was a defensive score on a uh, fumble that was taken uh back to the house so it was uh, the defense again allowed 21 points and uh, the defense did not play quite as well as they have in the other games, but that's also because they've been missing a lot of their players. And it's finally, like I noticed it has finally come to a head, like uh, without Bosa, basically their entire front four uh, defensive line, they were all out and you lose, uh, uh, we, we, you lost uh, Emmanuel Mosley uh, in the last game. And so that just kind of hurt on the back end as well. And I think once you get some of these uh, defensive linemen back, that's going to be rectified because that's, that's kind of the idea of playing defense for the Niners is you attack the quarterback and you attack relentlessly. Then the quarterback doesn't have the time or the chance to expose any weaknesses you might have on the back end. So, So, well, is, is Jimmy one of the, I I mean, I don't know how, uh, how much this happens with you know the quarterbacks, but like when they're you said they hit the floor, is it like they they just like keep screwing up over and over and over again? There's and they can't seem to find a way to like get into the groove or to focus or well, you know. when I'm saying floor is like um like like in terms of a range of expectations. So the gotcha. ceiling is like the absolute best a player could perform, and the floor is like the like the absolute worst what you can expect from them and. We got floor Jimmy. Uh, oh man! In this, in this past week, so floor the, I mean, Jimmy and the the, the running backs uh, were not able to get a groove going at all, and they made Atlanta look 
really good. And Marcus Mariota only threw the ball, I think, 20 times. So, I mean, that's he not did, a he recipe. Did, he did gouge you guys on running, though, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was the running play. It was the running. It was the, uh, it was the, it was all their runnings. That was, that was it. They couldn't stop the run. And that's the recipe for success for, for a team with a limited quarterback is if you don't have to make that quarterback make any serious plays, then you can just keep handing it off. And if they can keep pounding the rock and doing, you know, making, ma- making gains on, on the rushing plays, that's I, it, I, man. I genuinely think you guys would have won that game if it wasn't for your injuries. I mean, Bosa being out is number one, right? Yeah. yeah. And then uh, I can't pronounce his, his, his name. Taufoa. Uh, no. Oh, oh, Hufanga. Ta- uh, yeah, Hufanga. He, he went out early with with an injury. So, yep. so you know that those those are key players, and you basically had what average teams, you know, second, third string running backs. In this case, would be Atlanta's, you know, number one running backs because Cordell Patterson's out. Just basically gouged the whole entire, you know, run defense that the 49ers had. Yeah, Mariota also being a runner as well. You know, it's it's hard to game plan for that when the quarterback can also take off too. Yeah. Um, so I, I, it is a tough loss. Yeah. It's a very it, tough loss, but your division isn't doing the greatest. So I would argue that you're not out of it, which is oh, the no. best part. Not, not out of it by a long shot. I mean, the Niners are still in first place. Yeah. They're, they're three and three right now. Uh, so the, it, it's, it, it's just another one of those things uh, uh, with the NFC East suddenly not being dog shit though. Um, you're losing out on, wildcard spot so if, if they keep this up it becomes more and more likely that to make the playoffs you're going to have to win the division there will yeah. not be many wildcard spots to uh, fall back on so yeah. it's just if you don't take care of business against the teams you're supposed to you're just making life harder for yourself and that's yeah. what's happening with the Niners right now but again last year they were three and five and turned it around got into the playoffs went to the nfc title game and probably should have won that game if it weren't for a couple of boneheaded plays so you know i mean i i know the niners are not out of it and you get a couple of these players back from injury it's gonna turn around and just hope that jimmy doesn't play like bad jimmy you know do you think uh the 49ers are in the hunt for cmc you know what um, I, I have to look at the cap situation because uh, CMC does have his second contract. So you'd have to kind of factor that into it already. Like he's yeah, already getting paid like the, you know, the, the veteran, you know, big boy contract. So if they yeah. can make the money work, then absolutely. And I, I think, I mean, that's one of the teams that's, I, I think I saw betting odds, like they were like third or fourth favorite to land him. So it's a possible destination. And I tell you what, if CMC ends up here, he used to play for Stanford. So it'd yep. be almost a coming home type thing for him. I mean, home for him was Denver, where his dad. It's was, actually, but... I would argue it's closer to home than if the team were to actually play in San Francisco. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's, you know, either way, it's still in the middle of San Francisco and San Jose, but yeah, that's for geography nerds of the Bay area. You, you can figure out where Stanford is in comparison. <laughs> Uh, I, Eli Mitchell comes back mid November, mm-hmm. you know, I, I know they pulled up Campbell from the practice squad, but in reality, I don't, even when you get Eli Mitchell back, I'm not confident that he can stay healthy. Right. I think so. Eli Mitchell is a wonderful change of pace back who has a lot of skills, but he's also a sixth rounder. Uh, so you don't have a lot of money tied up with him. You don't have a lot of long-term commitment tied up with him as well. So it would make sense if you can pull it off to get CMC and then have Eli Mitchell be your change of pace back. And then you can let Tevin Coleman uh, ride off into the wind. Yeah. He had no juice by the way at all in this game. Tevin Coleman just looked, he looked awful. Um, As great as he looked last week, he looked just as bad this week. So it's going to be one of those things. We played fantasy against each other this week. I was basically mulling of playing no one at that position because I needed a running back and I basically did the same thing he got 0.3 points <laughs> yeah so it, it's I mean yeah yeah I mean we were playing but I knew it was not gonna go pretty like almost immediately so I I had no worries about you basically for fantasy I'm just hoping for 
a nine points out of Denver defense for another league, not even our league. And then, <laughs> and then I go two and one on the week. Cause I've already, I already know that I took the L and Oh, that, that reminds me um, you and Sam are going to have to start figuring out what movie you may want to see in February. Cause I'm fully expecting to finish last out of the three of us. Well, that's see what happens, but that's fair. That's I fair. Don't, I don't know, man. It doesn't you, look good. You never know. I could always have a catastrophic injury, but uh, you, you never know. But yeah. speaking of my team being on top. There we go. Here we are. Here we go. What, what was what was the score of my uh, final score? Uh, Philly over Dallas, 26-17. Go off, sir. Six and O. Oh. Six and O. Oh. As this is what the third time we've ever done this in the in the fr- the franchise history. So excited. I cannot believe what my team is doing this year. Um, to say that I had lowered my expectations, to say that I think it'd be great if they make it deep in the playoff runs, and now I'm changing my tune to we are definitely Super Bowl favorites. I'm so, reci- so excited for this, and I cannot wait. That being said, um, I also want to point out that thank you, New Orleans, for being a trash team because they keep losing, and we are just gaining uh, draft pick we are currently having six round draft pick for next year thank you to new orleans so keep losing for you guys this game last night we were up 20 to zero and then i think 20 to third is how the half ended um great dominant game we also got injury riddled and then things started kind of falling off the wheels there you know dallas's running game started coming in dallas has this random tight end that i don't even know of he started balling out so to say that my team is bulletproof. Are you talking about Dalton Schultz? No, it wasn't Schultz. Oh. It was some rookie kid. Um, oh. But anyways, to say my team is bulletproof, they're clearly not. We do have some weaknesses. And, you know, just like any other team going through the course of the season, we're going to be injuries. You know, we just got to work our way through it. But what a hell of an effort. And, you know, we had players out. And we still pulled out this win. So cannot wait. Moving on to the next one. Week seven. Let's go. Let's try and go seven and oh, baby. All right. So we have a couple of other side notes. I had highlighted earlier about the Thursday night game being garbage. Um, So you have a note in here about Thursday night football. Uh, Are you, you're basically asking, is it going to last with Amazon's viewership being down and back-to-back bad games? Um, So what what do you think so far at this point? Yeah. I mean, Amazon's going to, they're, I think they signed like a what a six or seven year contract or something crazy it's to have this something something, something ridiculous like that, yeah yeah so th- they're obviously you know first year they're gonna have to write it out but I guarantee you the NFL Network is just salivating having a great time knowing that they sold what appears to be hot garbage um, and nobody's watching it one because it's on a weird platform that nobody's really watching and two they've had back to back games that are horrible so you know. I, they're not going to get rid of it. You know, I don't foresee that they spent a lot of money on this and they're also the stat leaders for every game that you watch, you know, the, the whole Amazon stats of percentages of touchdowns and things of that nature. So it, they've obviously invested a lot, but if it keeps going this way in the next like few years, I could see them like maybe trying to opt out of that contract and selling it to someone else. Who sees? We'll see. They just need to quit having terrible garbage. And I wonder if the NFL is colluding to like make sure that there's hot garbage games. Uh, But I don't know why they would do that. But no, I mean, uh, oftentimes in in the past for Thursday night football games, we've had some absolute dog shit games. But the thing about it was at least one team would put up points. But right now we're seeing at least the last two weeks, both teams suck. And you had what, 12-9 last week, 12-7 this week. Uh, yeah. It's just embarrassing for the NFL to put dog shit teams on prime time, you know, Thursday night. But I I also understand that you have to, it, it is such a disadvantage playing Thursday night. You only get those three days off from the Sunday night game. Mm-hmm. So th- there's not too many ways you can really fix this. I mean, I suppose one of them is you could have the team, coming off of their bye week playing Thursday night, but then that basically crosses out the first four weeks of being able to have a Thursday night, you know, a Thursday night game. Uh, The other way to do it is um, maybe you have like, again, it's just limiting the schedule at this point. That's the only way to really, I think, do it because uh, every team playing on Thursday night, 
that's it, it. They're doing it to make, you know, it's just a money grab. It's not about player safety. It's not about any of this other stuff. No. And they, they're doing it to make sure that every team also plays at least one game on Thursday night, uh, which is, I, again, like you're just adding undue stress onto these players and you're getting dog shit performances from them because they're still not recovered fully from the last beating they took three days earlier. Well, and, you also got to add too that they're, they're flying to Europe, you know, they're, they're playing games in England. The next one's going to be in Munich. They're playing in Germany. So, yep. I mean, so yeah, we're, we're adding a lot of extra stress onto these players um, for money grabs. So, and this is not new. This is, the NFL has been doing this forever and it's just, it's, it's just, it's disappointing. It's disgusting. I just wish that they would stop with the Thursday night nonsense entirely. This is, this doesn't benefit anybody. If you wanted to do like a Saturday night game and then like a Monday night game, I could see a case being made for that, like a special Saturday night, you know, special. I I think that's been talked about. Yeah, I mean, they've talked about it, and they do that on occasion in December, like the yeah. last few weeks of the season. But I think the biggest issue is um, college football, and they're they're trying to not, um, you know, just take a shit in college football's punch bowl. You know? Yeah, so, I mean, the SEC is is literally the biggest contributor of NFL players, so you, you wouldn't want to bite the hand that feeds you at the yeah, same time. Yeah, you don't want to like overshadow the college product. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and to also just because it's on Amazon, um, the like a lot of people who have Amazon Prime don't even know that they have it. Like, yeah, Amazon is not great at letting you know what <laughs> what services you have. And so if the ratings are not great on, you know, watching these games, it's like I'm sure a lot of people have no idea that they have that service. Um, I, I haven't looked into like what the package is, if you have to pay extra or, or, or what, um, but it's, yeah, it's just, I think a lot of people just have no idea that they have access to it. And so they're not watching or they, they don't think of Amazon as like, that's the place I'm going to go watch sports is Amazon. You know, it's the place where I go order stuff and get it, you know, two day shipping and all that. Um, cause that they're, they're dealing with that with all of their own content, you know, it's just like they they really had to push the rings of power because nobody like knew that, that it was coming out you know so anyway yeah there's just two things i watch on on amazon prime it's it's the boys and and um oh geez i'm drawing a blank here but the animated uh cartoon with the invincible yeah. invincible it's two Both. things i watch on yeah. there yeah. yeah you know I mean, but, I- but, to, but to that point though it's a it's an awkward platform yeah to you i'm not yeah, Mike. My brain doesn't say, "Oh, sports, Amazon." That doesn't click. Yeah, exactly. no, it is. Yeah. It, it's even using it like on my TV. It is kind of. It is not intuitive entirely, and it's just. Yeah. It's a sloppy platform, and they they have a little ribbon on Thursday night saying, "Click here for Thursday night football." Yeah. But I mean, I'm not. I'm not seeking out Thursday night football unless the Niners are playing, and even then, uh, I'd have to check. But I think we might be able to watch like the local team on like a CBS or something like that. Like uh, I think they, they let the local channel play the local team if they're on prime time. Like it's the same way that um, in the past, like the Niners would be playing Monday night football. uh, And if you don't have ESPN, they still want you to be able to watch it in your market. And so they would put it on ABC as well. I also want to get rid of that. that I, I want to get rid of blackout. I think that's the stupidest thing in the world because I can't watch it because it's not sold out. I can't watch a, a game in my local market. I think that's the most ridiculous thing in the world. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's not something we have to worry about anymore now that the Raiders are gone. Oh, oh! shots. Fired. Burn! <laughs> he no, can't um... even defend himself. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. So I, I agree. Like uh, blackout sucks. Like, like uh, I just, I do remember cause my brother is a Raiders fan as well. And uh in the, like the early, the early to mid 2000 in the mid 2000s after the raiders started sucking again there were seasons where like my my grandpa and my brother could not watch raiders football because they didn't hit their 62,000 62,000 uh paying seats. customers you yeah. know seats sold so and it it sucks for them and i remember going to some niners games where 
you know, when the Niners were sucking, but I guess the Niners were able to finagle around and were able to buy up enough seats themselves. So that way they avoided the blackout, you know, Mm, Um, the mm. Niners have never been blacked out as far as I remember, but they've, um, they did have some lean ass years and uh, it was definitely, they announced a sellout because they did technically, but I mean, they sold out by basically just not selling any of those tickets and eating the cost and buying them themselves. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, also well uh so uh one more thing um was so thursday night football sound it it seems like a throwback right like well wasn't that always the thing back in like the 90s and stuff or you know like it's always been something where it's like thursday night football no 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 it's 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 relatively new um okay yeah Yeah, so i would say in the last like what 12 13 years yeah maybe 15 years yeah something like that like it's fairly recent Okay, because like I, I thought maybe the reason why they're keeping the Thursday is because well they're like hey remember Thursday night football yeah we're gonna continue it because it's Thursday night football yeah, instead no, of it, it being actually like you know actually helpful to the league at all no it's uh, literally just a pure money grab um and basically it started off because of like Thanksgiving uh, uh the Cowboys yeah. the Cowboys and the Lions both play on Thanksgiving because tradition. Um, Which, yeah, that yeah. wasn't even the tradition they just yeah, it, changed it, it yeah. because of the PC. lions the lions were the tradition and then right. the cowboy and then jerry jerry jones comes in and says we're gonna do that too now and so because jerry basically runs the nfl the cowboys play on thanksgiving now too oh, so man. that's kind of how that worked out that, that's how it started and i then, also remember when it when back-to-back years it was cowboys and uh the washington redskins used to play against each other but then mm-hmm. that became on PC real quick and then that yeah. didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They 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 moved Washington out of that particular spot. <laughs> I don't know why though. It's just weird. Yeah. <laughs> right. I don't know. What kind of connotations could we have for a slur for an Indian team and Kyle Boys, you know? <laughs> well, s- well speak speaking of Washington, I mean we might as well jump into it. Yeah, Dan let's do Snyder. it. Snyder. Jeez Louise, man. I'm curious about this. So Dan Snyder allegedly hired a PI to gather dirt on all other owners and including the commissioner, Roger Goodell, in lieu of Snyder being accused of workplace misconduct and sexual allegations. Do I think he has actual dirt and garbage on player? I mean, coaches and owners? Hell no. I don't think he has a single thing. Do I think owners have a guilty conscience that he might? And that if they do try to opt to get him out of here to sell the team, that he might have something on them, 100%. So yeah. is he bluffing? Yes, I think so. But they're not clean enough, and I don't think they're going to test the waters to try and get him out of here. No, yeah, I mean, uh, that's, you know, strange bedfellows. And if Daniel Snyder actually does end up with the goods, oh, sweet mother of irony. Like, like irony is basically going to come stumbling into the, like, out of the bathroom bleeding from a stab wound in its dick like that's <laughs> it is, that is graphic yeah i mean like dan snyder is possibly the worst human of the wor- of the owners of the nfl and those are 32 not so awesome dudes to begin with i mean mm-hmm. so he, he i think he probably is the worst of them all and he's like he's shown time and again through all kinds of different scandals first, not even refuse, like refusing to change the name and then finally being forced to change the name be only because he was losing money. And then, I mean, with the cheerleader scandal and all yeah. that other stuff, man, like he is just a bad dude who operates a clown organization. But if he has other dirt on all the other owners and Goodell release it, my dude, release the dirt i would love to see that you think that dossier you think i love having jed fucking york running my team no i don't love jed york um (laughs) that guy i mean i love i love that he writes the checks from my players if i were you i i i don't even love that i just appreciate that he actually does it you know unlike some (laughs) other owners that won't that won't write checks okay and that's another story for another time that you've heard on this podcast a thousand times before. So, 
Yeah, I mean, as you Sam's, can tell, that's why I'm wearing my Padres hat today. Yeah, my yeah. newly acquired Padres hat. That's right. You have your Ooh, new Padres nice. hat. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, um, uh, before we get to baseball, though, uh, we have one other note you put in here. Uh, NFL is planning to have a European league in 2025. Yeah, so they're flirting with the idea of having. I think it was like maybe a eight team league, a European league, and then like maybe the winner of that could play against, you know, uh, I don't know, a Pro Bowl team for for the NFL. That was the idea that was flirted around. So I'd be curious. I mean, I don't know how popular American football is, and especially Germany, where like they're like actually monsters of breeding actual like soccer football players no they 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 have american foot american style football leagues all over and i actually know a guy who's uh i went to high school with a guy uh who is like a like a a, i I don't want to say big time coach but like he's a a head coach out in like germany now he just got a job in germany he was coaching in australia before and he was in brazil at one point like there are american football league leagues outside of america and they do um they do play and they do have games so i mean i i think the nfl does see that and they know that there is something of a market to be had there and i think they just want to monopolize that as much as they can because they're the nfl and it, it would be interesting to see how it works because they've tried this before nfl europe was a thing for a long time yep and that ended up folding, God, I don't know, 2006, something like so. that. So like, like it's been, you know, almost two decades at this point. Well, they so also didn't even invest in of... NFL Europe. So like they didn't even play games in NFL Europe outside of England. And even England was like fairly well, new. They, they're German. They, they, it was like England and Germany. And that was about it. Like, cause no, but I mean like, like exposing team. NFL teams to go play over there, like to oh, help grow okay. the brand out there. Yeah. Like they didn't even put effort to do that. They yeah, just thought just... they were like above the rest, and they're like, "Yeah, you're gonna love it." And nobody, mm-hmm. and everyone was like, "What the?" That's like, that's like uh, when Disneyland came into uh, Paris, and they named it Disneyland Euro, and everyone's oh, like, "Why Euro the fuck are you naming yeah. it Disney yeah. Disney Money?" <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So. so yeah, I mean, so a little rebranding, and they tried rebranding NFL Europe into like uh, Europa NFL or something like yeah. that, like. Um, and that didn't really work either. And that like the folded. Europa leagues. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. So that ended up not working out, but I mean, if they try it again, I'm sure they'll, you know, they'll put as much money as they can to try to make it work because it is a big undertaking and you don't want to look like the XFL. Yeah. A couple about, times. Are they trying to replace rugby or something? Are they? No, it's know, just like... another option. They're they not okay. trying to outright replace it, but they are trying to, sell the game uh outside of america and they they were trying to do it in australia as well because I, I know that you had mentioned that your friend was coaching in australia the problem with that is that yes soccer's big there yes rugby's big there but also the afl is really big there which is american Aussie football, football. League. yeah yeah so it, it that, that was kind of a, a moot point that they couldn't get into that market but that would be an excellent market because a lot of rugby players do come play american football for the exact same reason but all right. So I think that that kind of wraps us up on football for the week. Uh, if you want more, you want to hear us talk about it more. Um, I don't know. Rewind. Listen to it again. Rewind. <laughs> Play it in reverse. Play it in reverse. <laughs> they, they, you, they, you'll actually hear instructions from Satan. Just yeah. it in reverse, Just like those Beatles songs, man. <laughs> okay. What? So uh, let's turn our on? attention to baseball. We have playoffs happening, huh? Um, mm-hmm. so your team, I'm very happy to say, proved me wrong. The Padres beat the Dodgers and they are moving on to the NL CS playing your against boy. the oh, Phillies. Oh, I was going to say the Phillies beat the Braves. So th- that's your matchup for the NL CS is Phillies and Braves. Uh, I'm going to let you go off again. You have dude, your fun. Do I, my brackets. So my I apologize, moderators of YouTube, but my bracket is so fucked. Like, I don't think I got a single team right. I didn't. I picked the Braves. They're out. I picked the Dodgers. They're out. Oh, I guess I picked Houston. I got one. I got one out of out of the four remaining teams. So, well, um, Cleveland and New York are tied two two, and that game is being decided today as we're recording. So we don't yeah, have well, an opponent yet for the Astros. 
God, I but, hope it's Cleveland. I really hope it's Cleveland. Yeah. But can you imagine like three underdogs and only one favorite team to make it to the championship series? That'd be great. I would, I would love, love that. that. Yeah. 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 I, uh, I think a lot of baseball fans would love that outside of Dodgers, Braves. Yeah. Yankees, you know, <laughs> the teams that lost, they probably wouldn't love it too much, but everybody else all about <laughs> it, man. Are you kidding me? I'm, I'm loving this. And I hope the Padres keep doing well because that's, you know, that, that, that'd be good for you. Good for the psyche. Good for the new hat. You know, also, I, uh, I also uh, bought a New Jersey too. So I bought a Padres. You bought New Jersey. Jersey. I didn't realize that state was for sale. What? Oh man. I did. I, wanted I it. did. Damn the it. garden state is now mine. Okay. Which it, no. it should not be called the Garden State, by the way. It should, anyways. It, well, Moving anyways. on. That's that's another discussion I, I for bought, podcast. I bought a New Jersey. All right. Let me tell you something. You know, like, you know, when you're in a in a toxic relationship and you just carry that baggage, and and no matter where you go, you just always have that baggage with you. I bought a jersey, but I made sure I bought it with no name on it because I don't know <laughs> if the player is going to be on the team next year. <laughs> that took a it, I, I didn't know where you were gonna go with that you were like oh domestic abuse where, where is it? what is happening here i know no i mean as an ace fan i understand exactly what he's talking about it's the reason why my sick ass kelly green jersey doesn't have a name on the back because i didn't want to put a name of a player who i love but is going to be gone in another year or two so and right, wouldn't man. you know it all those players are gone <laughs> if you're if you're gonna brag about this, we gotta see some pics, all right? We gotta see big smiles and the jersey, you know. Yeah, put it on my the, my, put... my my ETA on it. I was I was supposed to be uh November second, so I made sure this weekend that I bought a Padres hat so we could at least showcase that for the show. <laughs> nice. But uh I, I hopefully I mean November second, that's about the tail end of the World Series, I would it say. Could... It could arrive in time if uh, the series lasts long enough. Yeah. 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 I mean, I have it, but who knows? Maybe, maybe that's my celebratory jersey because they won the World Series. Who knows? We'll see. I have, ho- I have big hopes, big dreams. And again, I know they're playing the Phillies and everyone's like, well, aren't you an Eagles fan? Like, don't you? Again, my dad's side of the family is from Philadelphia. When the Warriors and the A's were in Philadelphia, I did not grow up as a Phillies fan. Though I am rooting for you, um, I'm not against my Padres, but if you should choose to beat my Padres, I'm definitely going to go for the Phillies all the way to win it. Yeah. You can um, be a fan of multiple teams. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. 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 Whatever. Who cares? Yeah. Who knows? Maybe uh, maybe I'll buy a Phillies hat. Who knows? What the hell? Uh, you just said the magic word, and that magic word was Warriors. And yes. uh, the, the Warriors decided to start spending some money. I, they uh, did. They did. Uh, not you can just to... you can you can literally read this for verbatim and I am going to do it. Doc notes. <clears throat> it is <clears throat> perfect. Uh, let me just. <clears throat> okay, here we go. Pools deal at 140 million, 123 million guaranteed, according to reporting by the Athletic. Incentives could inflate the salary by an additional 17 million over the lifetime of the contract. 23 year old uh, Pool will earn 3.9 million in this upcoming season before his extension triggers in 23 24. And Andrew Wiggins signed for $109 million four years. He took a bit of a pay cut, nearly $10 million per year for four years, to stay with the Warriors. 27-year-old will make $33.6 million this season, which drops to $24.3 million the first year of the new deal, then bumps back up a little bit to $26.3 in the second year. Wiggins' extension is also reportedly including a player option in the final year. Wow. So you like that? You I like that? Like, yeah. Yeah. I do like that. So uh, Wiggins and Poole are locked up. Draymond's so extension is, uh, you know, looking further and further off in the distance. And yeah, I was about well, to say, I was like, what does that mean, mean for Draymond? So he's yeah. definitely going to opt in. He'd be stupid not to. I mean, yeah, he'd go play somewhere else. He's not going to get paid max money. He'll get paid probably on the lower scale, maybe a veteran's minimum. If, if, um, if he I would say uh, he could be like one of the exceptions, you know, if he, I mean, yeah. I think he's going to opt in. Mm-hmm. And I think if, if Steph and clay play another year following the 2023 season, I think he'll take a one-year contract kind of like most veteran players do towards the end of their career. They'll take a one year, one year, one year, you know, I think that's what he'll do. I think he'd be crazy to leave. Um, 
but Draymond's also a wild card, you know? So if you watch Sonny in Philadelphia, he's a wild card. So wild he could card. do, he could do anything he wants to do. I think my mind says he'll stay, but I also have in the back of my mind that he may go wherever LeBron wants to go because they're like best friends and they do like everything together. So we'll see. I'm curious to see the Draymond situation. Um, do I think his punch quickly uh, gave the contract extensions to pool 100% without a doubt. As soon as that punch was taken, pool was about to sign that contract the next day. They just had to wait it out a little bit. Now, do you think people still remember the punch though? I mean, it's oh, been yes. what a week. Okay. Yes. Right. Yes. I totally 100%. forgot about it. <laughs> I was just, Oh like, yeah. The, yeah the, uh, anybody the in deals. Yeah. Yeah. And anybody living in the basketball um, world is not going to be forgetting about the Draymond punch. Uh, they still talk about Draymond kicking LeBron in the nuts in 2016, man. Like, wow. they, still, they still talk about Draymond. No, no, it wasn't. Uh, well, it was him, too. They still talk about Draymond <laughs> kicking uh, Steven Adams in the nuts in the 2013 playoffs or yes. 2012 playoffs. 2012. Yeah. So, I mean, like anytime Draymond does anything there, it is hyper focused because he's so, he's a player that lives on that knife's edge, you know, uh, new so, media. Yeah. he The new media, man. so so yeah and every now and then like you know he crosses the line and when he crosses the line they uh nba does not forget it nba fans players all of them they 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 remember it and they'll let him know and they'll be talking about it for years to come now winning will cure all i that's all i can tell you like you, you you stay winning you get to the playoffs you you win Everyone will forget everything about the punch for that season. We'll just be like, remember when that season started with a punch, but then we won a chip? Like winning cures all. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, I do want to point out that Patrick Beverly was on a podcast recently, I'd say like maybe a couple weeks ago. Oh, I guess it would be a week ago now. Um, and uh, they asked him if they think, if he thinks that he's the new media, does he associate himself as new media? And he goes, I don't know, man. I have never heard of a media player punching a player. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can you define this for me? Cause I'm like, what is new media? Like, yeah. So, so new media, which I, I kind of really don't like the terminology now that I'm saying it more and more. Now that I know it's associated with Draymond, it's, it's really annoying now. Um, not that I, you know, think that Draymond's super annoying. I just think that he's just kind of blabber mouth and kind of noise the shit up here at this point. But what anyways, really new think? media, <laughs> Yeah, new new media is basically the new age of like players and you know uh, podcasting people, things of that nature that are more in tune with what's going on in the real world and what's going on with players and like society and things of that nature. Where old media is so focused on like you know um, the X's and O's and shit. exactly okay. yeah, or you can go into more depth with like the racist ones that just kind of feel like you know. Back in my day, players shut, shut up, up and dribble. Uh, yeah, people. Yeah. Okay, so fuckers. my so so the definition that I know is the definition that it is. The, okay, because I, I thought this had something to do specifically with like basketball or like you know. Um, okay. Well, it, I mean, it's kind of starting with basketball, but it's, yeah, it's, it's like a it's like old world wine versus new age wine, where it's like the grapes are livelier, they taste better, they 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 taste more fresh. Where old world wine is just like old grapes have been there for like thousands and thousands of years, right? So right. it's that concept of like they know what they're doing, but they've been there for so long that it's almost like gross. I don't like it anymore. That's the yeah. idea of what new media is trying to say. Yeah. Cool. All right. And that's been my TED talk on new media. Here we are. And <laughs> thank you, Ted. Okay. Subscribe for more uh, insights. Yep, that's right. <laughs> Drop an email, svtsportspod at gmail.com. Ooh, okay. Plug. Yep. There we are. Um, so let's uh, just turn our attention to the ice because uh, let's gonna, we're going to rip this Band-Aid off. The Sharks, after losing their first two games in Prague, they lost their home opener 2-1 to Carolina uh, on Brent uh. Burns' first game back in the tank. And... <sighs> The way they lost that game, it was rough. It, they they got the first goal in the first period. They surrendered the game-tying goal in the second period. And with a little under two minutes left to play before they hit overtime, the game-winning goal scored by Carolina put them over the top. And the Sharks were off. Uh, they're off and running. Uh, 
uh, heading for that number one draft mm. pick, man. That's about, what, that's that's what's happening. Running, I, I would say. You know, when you run downhill and you're going too damn fast, and like your legs can't keep up with your body going in forward motion. Yeah, I feel like I feel like that's us. We're about to tumble. It's it, it's like those guys running after the cheese wheel in England going down. The hill. <laughs> oh yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those people are nuts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's the, those are some fun psychopaths. I'd like to have a beer with at some point. Um. <laughs> So, yeah, so Brett Burns return night. They played a nice little video tribute for him, and then they went on. Uh, he didn't really, uh, like, he didn't get on the board or anything, but they're, you know, he played pretty well, and it was kind of rough to see, man. Um, you get used to having a guy on your team for 11 years, and then they send him away, and he comes and plays, and uh, he's not going to be playing, like, 26 minutes for them because they just play way too fast-paced. But yeah. those 22 minutes, 23 minutes he's going to be playing, they're going to feel like 28 just because that's how how much faster they're playing. Isn't the, the – um, I could be wrong on this, but I, isn't the head coach for the Hurricanes, wasn't he under the coaching tree of the Penguins? Is that why they uh, play so Rod, fast? Rod Brindamore. Um, no, I think he just played with them. He played with them. Okay, okay. I knew there was some connection with the yeah, Penguins. Yeah, I mean, he played – he played with – yeah, I mean – Right. I mean, he played with a lot of teams, played but forever. Yeah. 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 Any, anyway. Um, so then, uh, so that was Friday, Brent Burns return. And then on Saturday, they play the second half of back-to-back Doug Wilson night with Chicago in town. You know, uh, they're, they're honoring Doug Wilson for all of his contributions to the sharks. They hang a nice little banner up for him uh, right next to George Gund, who founded the team uh, back in 1991 when the, they started playing. So, and then they were up two one. And then in the second period, they gave up two shorthanded goals and they end up losing five, two on Doug Wilson night. So you get, you get to honor some of your past and then you get to just shit the bed, man. So, um, <laughs> so bad. That's so so bad. yeah, the sharks are Oh, and four to start the year. Buckle up fans. This is going to be rough. Um, uh, they're, they're not going to lose all 82. There are going to be some wins. And I mean, they're, they're making an effort for it right yeah, now. Oh, no, they're certainly on pace. They're on pace for 0 <laughs> and 82. But they will pick up some wins here and there. But this this team just does not look very good, man. It's like they're, they're just not faster. They're not stronger. Uh, no. They, they have less facial hair. Um, the New yeah, Jersey is not that... giving them more speed. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, that well, you and I said that the biggest thing that all I want is I don't think they're going to make the playoffs this year. Like I, no. I, I can, I've ruled too, that out. Of the yeah, too many, too many things have already gone wrong. So yeah. Yeah. yeah we're just, done. Uh, I know we're like, Oh, and four, and you might think that we're kind of, you know, waving the white flag too soon, but we've seen this team long enough to know like the writings on the wall. So um, I just want us to be better than the Kraken. That's number one, which is what's happening right now. I know. And number two, I'd like to see them jockey for position and be better than Vancouver. That's all I want. Just make that happen. I don't even necessarily need that. I just want to see individual young players. Like I want to see that switch flipped where they go from guys that are AHLers into NHLers. I just want to see them make that switch to be, uh, productive at the NHL level at this point. That's all I really n- want slash need at this point. Um, the well, Sharks have my, a new scoreboard. Concern, I, I saw that. My concern though was that the, the the head coach was given this team literally the last second. So the identity of what this team is is not what he wants, right? So I don't expect any of these guys to be not a trade piece come trade time. So this whole entire team could be a completely different team come next year. Well, I mean, I think about it um, when you're rebuilding a team, uh, the first year is just the players you already have. Right. And, yep. and so, so this year you're just kind of seeing what you got, what, uh, what can you work with going forward? What can you get rid of that? Isn't going to like, you know, uh, be a, a deficit either like on the salary cap or to your locker room. You want to keep good guys around guys that are good on and off the ice and then and they fit your scheme going forward exactly guys that work with what you want to do as a team so i can see 
I, I, we already know that this is probably Mark Edward Vlasic's last year in TLC. I hope. The, well, yeah, I mean, they can't get rid of him. He's too expensive to get rid of right now. Next year, he becomes a lot more – that contract becomes a lot more digestible. Either two teams willing to trade for a guy who's going to be your sixth defenseman, maybe seventh, or – or if you just outright release him, he's not going to hit the cap nearly as hard. So either so, way, this is Mark Edward Vlasic's last year. And then I look at other guys like that too. What's up, Tim? Uh, well, okay. So you said they bought a new scoreboard. They bought new mm-hmm. jerseys. Like, are they just slapping a Band-Aid on shit? Like, um, well, what's, what's Band-Aids going on? covering bullet wounds. No. Um, <laughs> uh, so basically, uh, I mean, they needed a new scoreboard. That scoreboard has been around for about 15 20 years so they they the arena needed a new scoreboard anyway okay okay and then in the nhl i believe you're you have to i think it's every five years you're allowed to make tweaks to the jersey because if you like uh they've determined that um and the rules say that you're not allowed to like make changes to the jersey until five years because mm-hmm. otherwise you're basically forcing fans to buy a new uh, a new uniform every year right. yeah, to support yeah. the team to stay updated. And so they don't want to put that undue burden on the fans and on other, you know, marketing and whatnot too. So uh, it, it, it's uh, every five years, the Sharks make a change and adjustment to the Jersey and this the this cycle they got rid of a lot of the orange that was on there the only orange left is from the stick right so uh i mean my main point was just that like it sounded like money went towards these other things and not investing in good players or in more no, they, they or, made they made some know. investments they got a, a great player from from colorado um they gave out extensions to timo meyer and i think one more and i can't i'm trying to blank well but, i mean um, uh in, in the um in in the middle of the season last year they gave a massive extension to tomas shardle yeah so okay. they are yeah, the, yeah it's true yeah. they are paying for players but but what i'm getting to as well tim is that the we got a new gm we have a new head coach so this year like vince said this is a player personnel see what you got you know um uh, that's why I expect trade deadline. You'll start seeing some trades happen to fit the mold that the head coach wants. So um, this is a unique scenario, in my opinion, just because the Sharks have always had a GM for so long, you know, and then they kind of went through head coaches. But um, this is the one situation where I can tell you that the GM and the head coach are linked to each other job wise. So the GM picked this as his head coach. This is the guy he wanted. Sorry, a car with no cat just drove by. Um, this is this is what he wanted, you know, and I think that if it goes up in the flames, they both go up in the flames, you know. So it's kind of this year is loosey-goosey, have no expectations. If we make a playoff, that's, that's exceeding expectations in my opinion. But um, they're not spending money because they're going to build the way that the coach wants the team going next year. And they're already pretty close to the salary cap as it is because they have big money tied up in a few players. Like um, Eric Carlson is the highest paid defenseman in the league. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know if that's still the case, but it was when he signed that contract. And okay, so that's, so... that's a lot of money going into one guy. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so they're just in a transitional period right now. Where yeah. They're just yeah, trying, they're to, just kind of, they're trying to yeah. cohese together for the next season. Yeah, the last GM, Doug Wilson, he was uh, he was a big game hunter, man. Uh, he went after like really good guys and he kept them. And that was part of the reason why the Sharks were so good for so long. But it's also finally after, you know, nearly 20 years, it's finally starting to bite us in the ass, you know? Yeah. So you, it is what it is. You can only milk the cow for so long. <laughs> oh, mm. <laughs> Nom noms. Okay. Um, I think that pretty much does it for us. I just, I, I have one extra point. Uh, I just wanted to make a note on Howard terminal because we talked about it. Uh, uh, there were two, uh, there were three lawsuits that were brought up to try to, you know, stop it from happening. Uh, the lawsuits uh, by capital corridor joint powers authority and union Pacific, they were closed and they, those lawsuits will not be appealed. 
So those two are done. They're still waiting on one more lawsuit. Um, uh, this is, uh, uh, it, it's not going to be decided before election night. So the final say is going to lie within the new city council and the new mayor of the city of oh, Oakland. Oh, that's not so good. It's, it, it is definitely not ideal, but I mean, it depends who wins, you know? It depends yeah. who it depends who ends up winning those elections. It also depends on, uh, you know, what happens with the last lawsuit, which I probably expect to also be thrown out. So at this point, it's kind of just wait and see. And then as soon as we have more information on that, we'll get it to you. That sucks. It's, so Livy Chef, she can't run again or it's unlikely yeah. that she'll win. No, no, she can't. She can't run again. She's termed out. Okay. So it, you're going to have fun. a new you're going to have a new mayor. You got to look at your ballot, dude. Fun, fun. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Fun little story, though. I met what well, I, I wouldn't say meet more or less. I saw Livy Schaff at uh, Mad Oak, which is a local bar around here. And uh, mad props to my girl, Livy Schaff. She apparently had somewhere to go and she took her whole entire 16 ounce pint of beer and chugged it. And then gave her one of those like clear the milk mustache kind of moves where she like went down to her chin beard. And I was like, classy. That's a classy lady right there. (laughs) I could see that in slow motion, just like the camera zooming in as she's like downing it. And then she looks to the camera. Yeah, Yeah, they're playing Dreamweaver over the background. (laughs) Uh, I just want everyone to have that mental image of your head. If you know what Libby Schaff looks like, you're welcome. And with that, um, do you have any uh, extra points, Tyler? I, I don't. Um, shout out to the Oakland Roots. Uh, they are in the playoffs, uh, local uh, soccer team around here. So That's right. uh, I know I know that wasn't really in our docs here, but just uh, we'll give shout a shout them out. out. Yeah, absolutely. Always. Oakland first, always, baby. Yep, always. So um, I had got nothing for the order. So unless you want to sign us off here. And... All right. You can follow us on social media, SVT Sports Pod at Instagram and Twitter. You can send us an email, svtsportspod at gmail.com. And we are on YouTube now, so please check out our, our videos, SVT Sports Pod. Please slide into our DMs. We love you forever. Give you a high five and everything. We will give you a high five. There's a high five button. Go look That's at right. it. You gotta go. You gotta go. You gotta go take a look at it though first. So, yeah. but there's a high right. five button. Um, I also would like all of you uh, listening to this. Um, I want you to listen to this on Spotify and then choose another po- platform of your choice. So listen to this episode twice. Okay, that's your homework <laughs> assignment. Um, don't let me down. Okay, you could play the second one in reverse. That that's right. So you can hear the little um the messages, uh, the secret yeah. messages. And and just remember that the high five button actually looks like a thumbs up. You know, that's like right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, it's it's basically it's, a high five, but we close four of the fingers. It, yeah, it's, it, it's actually the thumb war button. So if you don't like us, you can try to beat us at thumb war by hitting the thumb up button to say that you want to fight us. All right, so um, I guess that'll do it for us, huh? All right, fellas. So. Well, you guys have a great night, and uh, we'll do it again next week. All right. Sounds good. Later. Sounds good. Bye. Later, guys.